Fluid NYC presents the Be Fluid podcast, hosted by Marcia and Zina. Hi, and welcome back. This is episode 15 of Be Fluent NYC's The Be Fluent podcast. I'm Masha. And I'm Sinan. And this week, our theme is going to be writing or getting published. Um, for anyone interested in writing or even, I suppose, reading books, this would be a good one. But as always, it would be a great chance to practice your listening exercise. Of course, this week we will not feature the interview because we're going to be preparing you for it with the vocabulary. Um, we skipped that last episode, huh, Masha? Yeah, I would just we wanted to do kind of a special one. Um, I think we didn't talk as much. We just kind of gave the vocab. So um, this interview, this upcoming interview, is really uh, special to me because uh, the person that we're interviewing, Megan, um, I actually went to elementary school with her. So I met her maybe when I was five. I think we went to the same school in the city. Um, in New York City. Yeah, and she her story is really interesting. I mean, of course, she's getting published, so it has to be to some extent. But um, she is the granddaughter of, and she sort of just mentions it one time in the interview. So she's so humble. Worth, she's so humble. Uh, it's probably worth mentioning, but she's the granddaughter of the co-creator of Captain America, who is one of the more popular cartoon, not cartoon, yeah, cartoon also, but uh, comic book characters in kind of the American comic book lore, I guess, uh, Marvel comic books. So a uh, very important figure, um, kind of very interesting political, um, I, mean, you, I guess you expect Captain America to be very political, right, just given the name. but. Actually, it wasn't what you'd expect. It wasn't so outright, like, nationalistic or anything. It was very, um, kind of stories about fighting against fascism and the Nazis and stuff like that. So it was a really fascinating, um, thing to come out of the time. And obviously, um, nowadays you see multi-million dollar films featuring Captain America. So, um, it, it's a character who has endured gen- many generations. Um, and so his granddaughter now is writing a book. She wrote a book. She wrote uh, a book. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, let me tell you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the book uh, from what you can kind of recollect? Well, in the interview, uh, Megan will talk about it, but it's basically kind of, you know, like her relationship with her grandfather and the memories that they had. And, and I think... Um, well, I don't want to talk to, to say all of it, but yeah, just like growing up in New York, and that—that's—that's that's, uh, that's all I. Know. And so I guess <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna read it though. <laughs> I guess um, in the next episode, when we prepare you listeners for the um, for the interview itself, maybe I'll ask Masha more questions about how she got to know Megan and stuff like that. But um, this week, let's cut to the chase. We have a lot of vocab, right? Yes. All right. So um, the first word is a security blanket. A security blanket is like um, something that provides you comfort or security. Um, Usually it's like financial. um, 
you know, if you have a bit of a security blanket, it's like you have extra money in case something goes bad, right? Yeah, and it's like the idea of comfort because like kids when they're little often have like a blanket that they really like and they carry it around. And I think that's that's called a security blanket. So when we use it as a term, it's just kind of like you have that like safety or security. And, and yeah, like you said, it's about money kind of. <clears throat> so uh, what is their second word, Masha? Our second word is whatsoever. Mm. And we... We use it when we want to say like at all, but like an, in a negative way. At all meaning like I don't have anything at all. I don't have anything at all, right? So I don't have anything whatsoever. Yeah, it follows a noun. I have no time whatsoever. I have nothing whatsoever. Um, we have no food whatsoever. Yeah, it just means at all. The next one is it's not going somewhere. Or to go somewhere, right? It's going I can see it going somewhere. Yeah, and obviously so, that means like to go somewhere people know like I'm going to Japan or something, but um, if like a project isn't going somewhere. So it's this means literally somewhere. It's not just like you replace that with a place. Um, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. This this um, this vocab word isn't going anywhere. Uh, but yeah, it, it just means it's not moving along. It's not progressing. It's stalled. It's uh, delayed. It's having problems. Yeah, and I guess sometimes we use it in the positive, right? Like, oh, I see this relationship going somewhere, or I see this job going somewhere. No. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Um, the fourth one is memoir, and that's, um, it's basically a novel about somebody, right? It's just about yourself, right? A, a memoir. Yes. A biography is about someone, an autobiography is about yourself, and a memoir is more like a candid... Very open storytelling about feelings and... Usually kind of like with humor. Moments, yeah. It doesn't have so to be type, humorous, I guess. Type of genre, right? It's like um, a little bit more artful, like telling stories about your past rather than just like telling about, like an autobiography is like telling about the most important moments in someone's life. Whereas a memoir is really kind of like day to day. Like moments. Like, yeah, as, moments aside, kind of, you know, yeah. More humor, like not again, not not humorous, but um, just everyday moments, I guess. Uh, sorry. Anyway, next word. Uh, number five is map something out. Um, so to map something out, um, it kind of means to like draw a map for yourself, right? Kind of create a plan, um, a diagram, I guess, right? Like or just to to to. I think to make a plan for something is usually what it means, to map something out. Yeah, I think um, that's a good explanation. Um, What's an example sentence? Like, whenever you start a business, you should really map out a business plan or something. So, uh, number six is burst into tears. How How would you explain that one? To just suddenly start crying. A lot, right? 
Yeah, and just something causes you to cry a lot suddenly. I'm like... When she found out the news, she burst into tears. When his girlfriend broke up with him, he burst into tears. Something very sad, something that very affects you, affects someone a lot. Um, okay, number seven is someone's cup of tea. <laughs> it lands on me somehow. Um, my cup of tea is like something that I like. It's probably sort of a British thing, I'm assuming, because they love tea. Um, I but, love tea. Uh, yeah, but you know, I, I mean, tea. it's like Earl very Grey. cultural for the English, I think. But um, yeah, if it's if something is my cup of tea, it means it's like one of my favorite things or one of the things that uh, I'm interested in. So, for example, um, football or soccer, I should say, I guess, is is my cup of tea. What's your cup of tea, Masha? Well, I would say that we use it. Um, is tea your cup of tea? <laughs> As a neg in a neg like, it's you not know, my cup of tea. Um, country music is not my cup of tea. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, I like I'm not so way. into it. Yeah, I think that can go on. But yeah, it's true. We also do hear it often in the negative. Um, often in the negative. Excuse me. Um, so, for example, you said country music isn't your cup of tea. But yeah, I think that about covers. It's kind of like a, a. F- it's not a. F- I guess it's a. F- I don't know. It's kind of it's an but idiom. we do it's an idiomatic. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, the next one, number eight, is feel like home. So the next one, eight, is uh, to feel like home. I think that's pretty kind of clear, right? So like if a place feels like home or if a person, right, feels like home. In this case, she was talking about... What was it? Oh, she said the comic book community feels like home, right? Yeah, it's so like, it's like different people, right? So it's not always just a place. Yeah, like yeah. I just meant like she's very comfortable in that community. So it doesn't have to be a place. Like a person can feel like home, or mm-hmm. a smell, or a type of food, maybe, right? Yeah. Like uh, when you're living abroad, is there something you you do or, or eat that makes you f- feel like feel like home? Um bread or chicken soup or olives yeah when we lived in japan i remember if we if we ever if we ever had pizza for example it felt like home because obviously as new yorkers we were very reliant on pizza um so anyway what's up next what's our next word our last word is it no we have um two more so number nine is to dig deep ah to dig deep this one lands on me. Um, to dig deep means to try really hard. Um, and it means to, like, look within, dig within. Um, like, if you have to, if you're struggling, right, or if you're tired, uh, and, and it's like to, to sort of have a moment of reflection and, and uh, think about what you're doing and that you have to try your hardest, it's kind of, Get motivation, right? Momentum. Yeah, I think it's also to think very deeply. To try, right? Yeah, to put effort. Um, so, for example, um, we were just watching tennis, right? Like Naomi Osaka dug deep and won pretty dominantly. 
anyway, <laughs> the last one. Okay, um, this is a very sweet one. Um, nice to see someone's face, or good to see someone's face. So how would you say it, like, naturally? Oh, it was good to see your face. So um, usually at the end of a conversation, when you see someone's face, <laughs> obviously not on the phone. But you wouldn't want to do this. You don't want to do this like with your boss or, or formal situations. You want to be careful about that. Well, yeah, it's someone you know very well and probably who you haven't seen in a while, even, right? Like a family yeah. member. So like me and Megan have known each other since we were five and it's like we've seen each other, you know, grow and... So in that sense, or if you, you can say that to your family or close friends, really and close friends, but not, <laughs> I mean, maybe a coworker, if, if you know them well, and if you, if you're very familiar with them, but, uh, even still <laughs> be cautious, I suppose, it's not so formal. Um, yeah. But so yeah, there we have it. 10 vocabulary words, um, study folks, get ready. Big interview coming up with Megan Margulies. Hope you study the vocab so that you can enjoy um, the interview, which is pretty great. Um, so don't forget to follow us at uh, Bfluent NYC on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, and uh, I'm sorry, and on Twitter, follow us at Bfluent Podcast, uh, and of course at Bfluent NYC. Uh, and yeah, any questions you have for us, any comments. Uh, if you want to be on the show, uh, reach out to us on any of those platforms. And uh, we'll be back soon with the, with the big interview. See you later, folks. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you liked this episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.